0: I was 25, working at Burger King, renting a room, and I was like, I got nothing going on in life. If you find what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I had to think, what do I love? I love teaching I'm passionate about teaching I'll do it for
1: free which I did hello and welcome to driven the podcast that dives deep into the world of business fitness self-improvement and just becoming the best version you can be this podcast aims to inspire educate and motivate by sharing valuable experiences lessons and tips on personal and professional growth so buckle up and let's get started on this exciting journey how's it going everyone welcome back to another episode of driven in today's episode we have a very special guest Today we have Reyes, the entrepreneur. Now with Reyes, uh, it's been a while since we known each other. I know we known each other for, oh, we worked together for the last year. We've watched uh, We watched you for quite a bit. I know um, I started watching you when you started doing your vending machine business and I know, Juan, you started doing it When before. you
2: were still like, uh, I think picking oranges and then like selling like uh, soda on the side. Oh. I started watching you since then, so and that's definitely one of the things i'm like oh man like like that but the fact that you're doing that like training businesses that's something that definitely like inspired me too nice thank you guys thank you
1: and so before we continue just to you know introduce you i think you would do a better job so for the people who don't know you could you just explain uh who you are what you do and how you got started
0: yeah my name is raised entrepreneur i just i love starting businesses man that's my thing and pretty much i have a youtube channel Where the first couple of years I took people through the journey of how to grow and start their own business. And I haven't really focused on my main channel because now I'm focusing on, instead of doing side hustles, I'm focusing on building a company. And that's what I've been doing for the last two years. But that's pretty much it, man.
1: And uh, looking at your channel, I noticed on YouTube you. I think your first video was a homeless journey. Yep, yep, yeah. So why did you decide like to, cause I know it was, uh, it was on purpose. Yeah. I, I, I remember from one of your videos, uh, one of the, from what I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. you decided, uh, that that was the best route to go to kind of push you. Mm-hmm. Why did you, why did you decide to go that route and not any other route?
0: A lot of people don't know this. I was homeless before that one. Okay. And so I wasn't really, it wasn't really new to me, but i wanted to push myself and a funny story is i was 25 working at burger king renting a room and i was like i got nothing going on in life so i had two choices either i was going to start family or i was going to go 100 percent into this whole youtube thing Mm -hmm. i needed something different in my life so i started talking to a girl met on pof you guys know what pof is (laughs) None. None. <laughs> nah, nah. <No, laughs> nah? man. It's this is the whole thing. It's, okay. it's plenty of fish. It's a dating website. right? okay, I see. So I was fishing there, oh, right? plenty of fish. Yeah. yeah, plenty of fish. And then uh, I was talking to this girl, and we started dating. And a month in, like I told you, I had the mentality that either I'm going to start YouTube or I'm going to start a family. I need a change in my life. And I asked her out, and we were cool. And after a month, I asked her, hey, I want to start something with you. She had a two-year-old too, but I'm like, I want to start something. Uh, how, how do you feel about it? And she was the deciding factor: either I was gonna start a family or go do the YouTube thing. Mm-hmm. She rejected me, bro. She said, "I'm sorry. I have school. I have work. I have a kid. I can't really handle a boyfriend right now." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Okay, cool." And you know, I, I was different back then. I delete her number. A week later, I'm like, "I'm going into this whole YouTube thing." I put in my two-week notice at Burger King. I didn't even wait the two weeks. I went in and I'm like, hey, uh, I gotta do something different with my life. Here's my two weeks. The next day, I called in. I'm not coming back. I'm sorry. And I had $200 in my pocket, but I wanted to go 100% into YouTube. But I didn't wanna be one of those YouTube channels that just gave advice. I wanna show people. And that's why I'm like, I don't have a business, I don't have money. What do I know that I could show them? I could show them the struggle. Cause I told you that wasn't the first time I was homeless so I already had experience on what to do let me take people through the journey three months in I was able to save money and I got a place but that's really what started my whole YouTube journey in 2015 and from 2015 to 2018 I was working dead-end jobs trying to make YouTube happen like I told you I was trying I went a hundred percent in and funny thing is one of my jobs that I got they offered me a manager precision, which is a raise, pay benefits, set schedule money through Friday. Cause they like the way I worked, yeah. I rejected them. And not only did I say no, I quit two weeks later because I told myself if I'm here, I'm gonna get comfortable. I'm not going to want to follow my dream. Mm-hmm. I have to shut that door and I quit and I went to go work in the fields. And when that happened, cause I mean, you start something like YouTube, you think it's going to take off. Yeah now nah, what I tell people it's a grind now that I know that and pretty much when I was picking those fruits because oh something you guys don't know you know that chick I told you that rejected me she hit me up a month later and said hey can we give us another shot and I told her look I'm sleeping in my car for this YouTube thing I have no, I'm not stable financially you do what you want to do and she goes I'm done to ride and she's my girl now You know, we've been together eight years. She's been there since day one. I put a ring on it already. So she's mine, guys. Don't DM (laughs) her. (laughs) And then um, pretty much, man, from 2015 to 2018, I went from job to job to job trying to make the YouTube thing happen. 2018, finally, one video took off. And I've been doing YouTube ever since, full time.
1: Why YouTube? Because I know uh, you said you didn't want to be at a dead-end job. You were working at Burger King. So why YouTube and not any other business?
0: So as I was going through, through the journey of trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I'm like, I need mentors. So I started reading a lot of books. And the number one thing I read that really stuck with me is if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you get the same results. So that's why I needed a change. Second thing that really stuck with me was if you find what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I had to think, what do I love? I love teaching. I'm passionate about teaching. I'll do it for free, which I did. That's why I do free 99 knowledge. And pretty much I was doing the YouTube thing. Don't get me wrong. The money would have been nice, but I'm like, what can I teach? Oh, people don't know this. Uh, I went to college, graduated from community college with my liberal arts, which I used for nothing. And I was going to transfer to a university, Fresno State, and to become a math teacher because I love teaching. When I went to go talk to a counselor, we got my classes, we got this and that. And they're like, how would you like to pay? I'm like, I don't got money. Well, you could take our student loan. And one thing I learned from my mom was never be in debt. Because that really, I saw her growing up having to pay those payments, struggling, you know. So I was like, I don't want to do that. And ever after that, I didn't go. And I chose entrepreneurship. But of course, I was fouling, fouling failing every business multiple times but then once I started reading books I started really seeing that the reason I failed fail, failing is normal but you only fail if you quit and that's what I was doing I was quitting every side hustle and I was like why didn't doesn't work and then one day which is the 2018 when my one viral video went out was the t-shirt business cuz I'm like I'm going to do a t-shirt business again for the fourth time but this time I'm gonna stick with it. I stuck with it and I was able to make it into my full-time income six months later. But of course I documented it on YouTube, that's why people liked it. And that's what really gave me that jump on YouTube. And then I tried different hustles and that's pretty much it, man.
1: What kept you going? Cause I know for like me and my brother we're in business together. Uh, It it isn't the first business we failed. We were in, uh, we started selling life insurance like straight out of high school and then I know you were 18, 19. Yeah. After that it failed. Uh, we followed up by, what did we follow up with?
2: Uh, it was the clothing business where we used to buy pallets from like Macy's and these other department stores. So we bought them in bulk, the ones that you know people didn't want. And so we just you know, bought them, listed them online, and then they sold for a discount. And so that was pretty much our next business.
1: And I know with that business, we went into debt. We went into yeah. like a lot of debt. We took out loans. We thought it was going to be our, our biggest business ever. We took out loans. We just went all in, but we failed and so like starting out we weren't starting fresh we were starting into debt and you know eventually we got into this business but throughout that whole journey we didn't quit like we kept on going because we had a reason of why we wanted to continue why do you think you had that reason of you were you were grinding you were going out in the fields you were doing side hustle after side hustle until something hit what
2: kept you going yeah because like uh sorry i really want to mention like for us it was like my mom like, cause uh, she pretty much sacrificed her whole life for us, and so we just wanted to repay her back, and so that was the reason I would say that why we kept on going. Yeah. Uh, but kind of, uh, so asking, uh, following up on that question, like, why? Why do you th- What kept you going? Why?
0: You know what, man? A lot of people don't know this about me, and it doesn't show. I'm lazy. I can't do a regular job, bro. Wake up every day, have to listen to somebody, you know, not take the days off. And one another thing I read in one of those books was. You will never live life when you're making somebody else rich. And I was like, Man, I wanna be my own boss because even though I work a lot, you guys know a lot, yeah. you you stress out a lot, a lot on your shoulders. The freedom. Mm-hmm. Like right now, look, we're doing a podcast in the middle of the day, yeah. something that we enjoy. Who could do that with a day job? You know what I mean? And um I just decided 2015, I don't know how long it's gonna take but I'm gonna be my own boss so I could do whatever I want to do and another thing people think is that oh you're your own boss you get to sleep in you get all this money spent no it's not that but I do it for the freedom cuz I do have kids and like for example I had this uh, I, I was booked this whole week and then I got a couple of consolations cuz it's winter you know and I'm like man my kids are having a, a uh, end of the year they're gonna sing and this and that for the school I'm taking the day off and I'm gonna go and watch them I can't do that with a regular job so pretty much bro, I just don't like listening to people I like doing whatever I want to do even if I'm a struggle I really struggle doing whatever I want to do then live comfortable making somebody else rich and not have control my time so that's it bro I'm just low-key lazy man You know,
1: yeah, I think more than laziness, I think it's just how you mentioned having that freedom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've seen like your Instagram stories, you grind, Mm -hmm. you wake up at three in the morning, four Mm -hmm. in the morning to edit. Mm -hmm. And like you mentioned, that's what some people don't understand when you're your old boss. You have uh, some people, they say, oh, I have freedom. I could work. I I don't have to work and I'm still going to make money. But I think to an extent, you get a satisfaction of working that much knowing this for yourself.
0: Yes. So one thing I tell my wife, too, is. I love working to where I'm mentally tired. I don't know if you guys ever experienced that like you can't think anymore like you're brain dead. I love getting to the point because that tells me I did everything I could that day. you know what I mean? So I just I love getting to that point. sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, but that's my goal every day. bro I want to be at the end of the day, I want to be like brain dead knowing that I went as hard as possible. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Oh. So I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs. Okay. You guys went into debt, right? Yeah. But you guys had the mentality that you guys were gonna take over the world. What's something that you would have told yourself to prevent that, or do you feel you had to go through that struggle, through that debt
2: to learn? Uh, at, at least from my point of view, I think that's something that we had to go through. It's kind of like, you know how like uh, they say that the lesson that you really learn is the ones that you actually experience. And so for, for us, I think we had to to go into that to go into do that struggle because now we uh that happened and so we kind of knew what not to do we knew not to overextend ourselves like for example when we saw some inventory that you know we thought was going to do good you know we got some money out and so we knew not to over leverage uh, pretty much our um you know the, the business the money and the, and the loans and so i think that's something that we it, it stuck with us because that's a, like what was it total eighty thousand dollars in debt that we had we didn't want to go through that and so now in this business uh that's definitely something that we're not gonna go through again because we learned that lesson and so we we learned it we experienced it and we learned it hard and that's something that uh we don't and, and i'm we're appreciative of it because thinking of it now like imagine that didn't happen and so now we're like huh there's this loans available there's this opportunity let's go ahead and take out a loan like you know massive loan and then you know use it for that opportunity and if, the, if you know something bad were to happen i think that would have been you know the end of it yeah. Like, cause at that point, like, you know, we were 80,000, we were still, we could still get jobs and still pay off the, you know, the payments. But at this point, I don't think we would have been able to pay it off. And so I'm, I'm glad that that happened before because that taught us a really valuable lesson. And so now that won't happen again. So I think that had to happen.
0: And, you know, uh, I know I didn't get my success till 2018 with the t-shirt business, but like we mentioned, I failed a lot of business before. And just how you mentioned each failure taught me a new lesson. You know, like now that I'm growing this, I already know how to be patient. I already know how to give that good customer service. I already know how much I could handle, how to push myself because of those failures and also the mentality to be professional, you know, cause when I was younger, I used to joke around way more. I used to, I used to have that homie vibe with customers, you know, knowing now that you can't do that. They could do it with you but you can't be homies with a lot of people. And, and one thing I learned from those failures was I draw the line with every customer. Be, make sure I don't pass that line. Cause I don't know about you guys cause you guys maybe deal with online people, but you know, once you cross that line into friendships, you blur business and friendships together. And I've had experiences where a customer wanted homie, uh privileges you know uh, it's kind of like dang i don't want to roll like that yeah but that's how we learn the hard way sometimes yeah
1: definitely for sure uh, just continuing your journey uh i know 2020 oh you said you had your big success 2018 2018 2018 and then uh what decided what you know made you decide to actually like make it a business where you started your own media company
0: so i was doing it by myself growing my youtube channel mainly and then 2020 happened covid and it shut down all because I was doing ride-alongs I couldn't do a lot of businesses and I was like and I took that year off to be honest with you bro and funny thing is 2020 I didn't produce a lot of content I still made the same amount of money than 2019 you know that's why I love youtube it's still making me money to this day but 2020 happened I took it super easy I got lazy I got comfortable 2021 I was like okay I want to try something different and that's the thing with me I love building things, but once it becomes boring, I want to jump into the next thing. And that's why I always tried a lot of hustles, but now looking back, that was my downfall because I didn't stick with it long enough. For example, my media company that I have now, I started in 2021 and I was like, I'm already doing YouTube. I'm already doing interviews, the ride-alongs. Let me do the same thing, but with entrepreneurs for their own channels. Mm -hmm. So I tried out Barber. I spent 3 months trying to help him grow nothing but I learned a very valuable lesson personality matters a lot then I tried a shirt business 3 months they paid me $1000 and I told him I'm gonna get you monetized in 3 months challenging myself I didn't they they hit like $789 no 789 subscribers I had a clause in there I'm gonna give you a refund if you don't get monetized didn't get monetized but that's the second thing i learned i need to promote it so that's what makes me different that i have a platform already you know the third person was hunter's mobile detailing a detailing he blew up in the first month because i applied everything i learned from those two he right now he's at seventy-five thousand subscribers and he's my longest client two years but that's why i really decided to start media company because i was bored of, I just got bored 2021 to start something new. But here's the t- difference this is a different thing with the media company. I told myself, I don't care how it goes, I'm gonna stick with it and I'm gonna make a success. Because when the first barber quit, I could show something else but i'm like no let me keep trying when the t- second t-shirt guy didn't achieve the goals and i had to give man that refund fuck, uh, that refund hurt bro yeah you know what i mean yeah, yeah. i was low-key hoping he would say oh you try your best you could keep it he goes hey what's my refund and i'm like here you go man that hurt but i'm like okay let me keep trying i'ma keep trying until it works and the third person the detailer blew up he's the reason why and another detailer they're the reason why I got all my other detailers they saw why I was oh here's the third thing I learned is the niche detailing is a huge community there's a lot of car enthusiasts who love keeping clean their own cars and detailers just fit perfectly in there so that's why I'm taking over a whole detailing game on YouTube but don't get me wrong bro I was focusing on YouTube six months in I was getting like one or two clients every other month it's slow that's one thing I had to learn the hard way but that's why I was able to tough it out it's slow at the beginning and you need to build your name the first year I only had like three or four clients the second year was 21 this is the second year already and now this management is bringing in more money than my regular YouTube channel but because I stuck with it and I'm learning and I'm expanding but I had to be good at YouTube first YouTube videos once I was good at YouTube videos then about a year ago in October I decided to try Instagram reels you know because it's two different animals here's the thing one thing I learned the hard way don't spread yourself too thin because when I first started I could have been oh I'm a full media company YouTube podcast Instagram reels real estate photography you know I could have added all those but I'm like no I want to be good at one thing the YouTube I'm pretty good I pretty much automated now let me try the reels. I took courses and remember I was managing you guys. Reels yeah. too. I was still learning, you know But with every client just like before I learned and I learned and I learned and now i'm having great success with instagram reels and now my next thing is restaurants Shooting content for your food. I uh, just like before I try barbers making instagram real for barbers nothing bro i put out uh, i i am taking pictures for real estate because real estate people need pictures and videos right nobody hit me up i guess this is something going on with the market I'm trying restaurants but the point is i don't have everything figured out but i'm gonna keep trying until i find something that's gonna work so right now youtube and instagram and now i'm gonna try
1: restaurants
0: but So we'll see how it goes
1: Why do you think detailing took off And I, I know like you said that there's a big community Within yeah. the detailing but I know it's like Everything is visual, barbers are visuals yeah. uh, Real estate is visuals
0: So here's the thing about detailing 2020 COVID, nobody had work What's the easiest hustle you could do? Get a bucket, a sponge, you're a detailer I work with a lot of, of uh, We call them COVID babies You know And uh, that's it man That That specific industry just blew up and here's the thing a lot of people are learning from youtube we call it youtube university that free 99 knowledge that's what we that's what i mainly focus on and that's why i only work with entrepreneurs because there's always somebody looking for knowledge on how to detail better how to clean a tire how to start detailing business best chemicals there's always gonna be people looking for that. Even even that just detailers, but like I mentioned before, cars enthusiasts. Someone has a Ferrari, what's the best and safest chemical for my tires?
1: You know? So it's the niche really. Just uh following up, backtracking a little bit, I know twenty twenty one you put out a video that uh it was your biggest month. December twenty twenty one. Oh, it was a good month, yeah. 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 Which was uh if you don't want me sharing it was like thirty K, right? Thirty K, bro. Yeah. So like I'm pretty sure like when we hit those numbers, it was like, is this even real? Yeah. Yeah. And I know following up the next month, it started going down. Yep, yep. Which January was a little bit less. Yep. Yep. And so following it was a little bit less. But I know during that time you wanted to expand your media company. Yep. So you had an editor, you had yep. a video editor, yep. and then you had got in a social media manager. So, so
0: I got a camera guy full-time. I got a content manager full-time. And I had an editor full time and I got an office. Talk about blowing fucking money real fast. So that's a hard thing I learned the hard way. But here's the thing. My mentality at that point was, man, I had a great month. If I just throw more money into it, it's gonna grow more. Mm -hmm. That's not how it works. Because my biggest mistake was relying on those people to do jobs they weren't trained for and really had no passion for. Because that really taught me I mean, it sucked when I went through it, and I, I like, I, I kid you not, I blew through the store thousand real quick. Now I know what to do with the money, but it's just a learning lesson, man. So after that, I gave it a couple months. I was barely surviving. I let go of the camera guy, I let go of the content manager. My editor is part time, which she's still with me to this day. I went from an office to my home office, and that's it, bro. And I'm still on the grind, but that's. One thing I learned about YouTube, you can't rely on it because you're gonna have a great month, just like in business, and then maybe later it's gonna start slowing down. So right now, that's why I'm focusing on the media company because nowadays everybody needs social media. But well, another thing I learned from business and reading books: what makes you different than the rest? Like for example, a lot of a lot of uh, businesses they're like, "Oh, I just need a videographer," and you mainly do. But me, I'm a content manager. Think of the ideas. I go record you, we edit, we pose, you know, we do all the work. So that's what makes me different. But that's why I focus on that.
1: How's it going, everyone? If you found any value or found one thing that helped you out in today's episode, you would love it if you could share the podcast with your friends, family, or colleagues who you think could benefit from it. Let's spread the knowledge and create a positive impact. What do you think is different from right now? Like how you're going to plan on growing it because i know like you said you just threw in a bunch of money you wanted to hire people you wanted it to explode what do you think you're doing different because you're growing uh month after month yeah so how are you gonna do things different or how do you plan on doing things different so
0: here's the thing you know you ever heard something called the four hour work week
1: i heard of the book i have not read it but I, i've heard it i
0: heard that. a book right selling dreams over there i don't know i haven't read it you guys let us know but the point is a lot of people preach oh just get the key people and you won't have to do none of the work and all that that was the mentality with the 30,000 now i understand i have to do most of the work and that's what i'm doing and i'm only going to hire a camera guy which is my next move when i have overflow of customers i want to be so booked out and last week that's where i was where i was booked out the whole week Two clients sent me up, Reyes. You have a slot for me? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm this close to hiring a camera guy so yeah. he can take over the new business. But see, that's where the experience comes in because now I know, hey, it's about to slow down. And sure enough, this week, bro, got cancellations. Nobody's hitting me up because it's slow. It's Christmas. It's December 13th right now. Everybody's broke. So see, now I know instead of trying to go hard during the slow season, Let me take my time. Let me build, let me try new things. And then once January, February comes, if I'm still getting booked out, that's when I start training a camera guy to take care of the overflow. That's the game plan. But one thing I learned the mentality had to change that I need to go slower, but more precise, you know, not just try to go fast in every direction, Boom! I'm going this direction at this speed. And now it's just patience.
1: That's very uh, interesting hearing someone else's perspective because I think uh, and you know, if entrepreneurs uh, have gone through it, I'm pretty sure they're going to agree that we've pretty much what you've gone through, we've gone through, I'm pretty sure other entrepreneurs have gone through the same thing. Everybody, man. Yeah. Everybody goes through the same thing. So what advice would you give for young entrepreneurs wanting to start, whether it's a media company, whether it's just side hustle, vending machine, detailing, barbers, what would you recommend? See,
0: it depends on the person because everybody has different situations, different mentalities and different. They could tolerate different levels of stress like me. I'm the type of guy, throw me to the wolves. I'll survive. I am stressing like, for example, perfect example is I work with a lot of clients. They're slowing down. Some didn't pay me on time, Mm -hmm. but the rent had to be paid on the first. And I was hella short. What do you do? Mm -hmm. You know, you start. I have a family. I have a wife. I have two kids. You know, we can't afford to get evicted. Yeah. What do you do? Am I going to tell somebody, Hey, go all in risk, not paying your bills. I could handle that. Yeah. Not everybody could handle that. And plus I'm, I'm, and another thing I've read this on Instagram and it's so true to be successful. You need to get comfortable dealing with a level of stress that is going to break somebody else. Like there's somebody out there listening who can't pay their rent and they're stressing bro it's just a normal Tuesday for me. I'm like, fuck it, bro. I'm gonna be late. I'll hustle. I'll sell. I'll do what I want. Cause I've gone through that before, you know, and I know how to push myself. If I have to Sure, I sell my shoes. I'll sell the laptop to make this and that. My advice is figure out how much you could handle and what you're comfortable handling, but push yourself a little bit, you know, and I wish I could tell people don't go into debt, but maybe that's how they're going to learn that's how you guys learn but somebody else it might ruin their life and here's the thing I don't like giving advice like that because if you give the right advice to the wrong person they're gonna take it wrong you know and I've experienced that when I gave someone constructive criticism and they took it to heart and they quit and I don't know if it was 100% my fault because they quit but I'm like I wish I didn't tell them anything because here's the thing and maybe I'm asking you guys if you knew what you were going to go through, for example, when you went on debt, before you went on debt, someone told you, Hey, you guys are going to do this. You're going to go in $80,000 worth of debt and you're going to have to do whatever you have to do to survive. Would you do it? Not knowing how it's going to come out, you know? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I get you. So sometimes it's like, I don't want to tell people what to do or what they're going to expect because it's going to discourage them and maybe change their lives. Like me, I don't like people telling me what to do first of all, but secondly, I want to figure things out on my own because I know I could handle different levels of stress or responsibilities than other people. And sometimes I shoot myself in the foot, but guess what, bro? I've I've dug myself out of holes so many times that it's nothing to me. I could lose everything today, which I have. I had an eBay business. I don't know if you guys know about that, and I was making about seven thousand dollars a month, bro. It was real good. But I was selling like Hello Kitty and Raiders. They <laughs> yeah. caught me, they caught uh, me slipping. Yeah, the copyright. I yeah. kid you not, though. I was making that. I was bawling. I wasn't saving nothing because I'm like, oh, he's going to keep coming in. One day I got banned. I lost everything. I couldn't afford my apartment, couldn't afford my car. I sold it. I gave up the apartment. That's when I went to go rent a room. And I hate saying this, bro, but I went back to McDonald's. I went to go get a regular job because I had no income. And that was just one time I lost everything and had to rebuild. I've gone through like five or six things where I lost everything. And I'm like, it is what it is. What do I got to do to get back on top? And that's it. But that's my experience, you know.
2: And do you think with the amount of level level of stress that comes with being an entrepreneur, you think... With all, all, all that, you know, you know, uh, there's a lot of stress in yeah. being an entrepreneur. Do you think everyone's cut out or everyone that wants to be an entrepreneur is, entrepreneur is cut out to be an entrepreneur? No,
0: man. You know, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs over the years. So many quit, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it hurts my heart so much because they're like, I'm not getting enough customers. I'm not charging enough. It's not consistent. And that's where you really figure out if this is for you. You know, because nah man there's just some people can't but here's the thing i don't want to discourage somebody from not trying try it out and here's the thing another thing is you have to know what you want from it like me i want to make a company i want to grow this to as big as possible nothing wrong with having a side hustle you know we call them weekend warriors yeah. or that they only do it like on Fridays, saturdays or sundays or on the days off that's cool too whatever you want to do whatever you want to get from it go ahead but I mean the only way to really figure out is by doing it and pushing yourself and see how it comes out
1: do you think people could build that tolerance of stress because i know how you mentioned that you don't want to give people advice or you don't want to tell the reality of entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. uh and you know how some people aren't cut cut out for it but do you think some people can build up to that level of stress
0: yes but that's something they have to figure out on their own for example the entrepreneurs i work with that are successful they've been doing it for many years and they have a reason to keep doing it. Whether it's their family, their kids, their mom and dad, they're taking care, you know. I noticed entrepreneurs that still live at home, they're comfortable. They don't really push themselves because they only need a little bit of money. And don't get me wrong, they're working, they're grinding, but they're not grinding as hard as someone who's not gonna pay their rent next week, you know what I mean? So they could build a tolerance with stress. That was your question, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I so build up the stress level. Because I know, like how you mentioned, some people aren't cut out for it. But uh, I, I would like to believe I build up my stress level. Because before, like it would be like a, a lot of pressure. You have all these, uh, you know, all these people to take care of. You have all these bills. Uh, not too long ago, like the example, our uh, previous landlord. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, they want to keep the security deposit, and it's over twenty thousand dollars.
2: And they want to charge us too. We At, supposedly owe yeah. money. What? What's the reason, though? And that's
1: one thing uh, people have to realize when you get into uh, not purchasing, but leasing a building for commercial property. It's a lot different than residential. So you have something called the triple N, meaning that you pay all utilities, you pay taxes, you pay their taxes, their property taxes, you pay uh, any fees. So you pretty much pay everything and they just collect money. Uh, And so I know during that time when we signed the lease in 2020, there was one owner, he sold the building. And so they had to reappraise it and it reappraised for a lot more. And so because of that, we had to pay more. We had to pay, uh, we had to pay our percentage. So that's why they wanted to charge more. That's why.
0: Mm, so see, that's stressful. Yeah. That's a lot of money. And then we'll go around the room to see how you handle it. Like, okay, see this, is how I handle stuff like that. I would say, how much is he going to give you back? Nothing. He wants all of it.
1: So he wants. uh, They want to keep the because it's a company, and that's yeah, that's the thing. It's a company. They want to keep that uh, deposit, which is over twenty thousand dollars, and they want to charge us an extra eight.
0: That's rough. Now, what's your options?
1: And yeah, that's the thing. It's just we could stress over it. We could look into it, which we did look into it. Like sue them. Oh, we could, but it's Uh. part of the contract, and that's a learning lesson for us. So, uh, residential properties are a lot different than Mm. commercial.
0: Damn, bro, me. I just eat that. i would mean, be like, I take it on the chin, bro. Like the first year I did tattoos after my YouTube took off, I had to pay $30,000, bro. It, fuck, it fucking hurt, bro. I was so mad at the world. Mm-hmm. You just, Sometimes you just got to take that stuff to the chin and be like, nah, I know. And then next year I'm like, oh, I got to write off more things. And then the year after that, oh, let me figure this out. You know what I mean? What cash? I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? But so what are you guys doing right now with it? Where you at?
1: So with that, it's just, uh, I mean, it is what it is. More than anything, it's a learning experience.
0: So you're letting it go, or you don't know yet?
1: So, yeah, we're just, you know, it is what it is. It's a learning experience, and, you know, moving forward, we know what to do now.
0: You know what, though? But it's a deposit. You know, I move into places all the time. I never get my deposit back, bro. So I guess I don't know. But, yeah, man damn well good luck bro good
1: luck yeah thank you so yeah like i was mentioning it's just uh do you think people can build up that tolerance because like yeah. a while ago that would have affected affected us a lot we would have been stressing and and so like personally i do believe that people can
0: so that's why me i'm grateful how i started because i started small side hustles for my room you know there's a i i heard this and as you guys could tell i take things from a lot of people and one of them is when you start a business you can make a hundred dollar mistakes you can make a thousand dollar mistakes or ten thousand dollar mistakes. It's gonna be the same mistake. It's just how much is it gonna cost you? And when I first started at side hustles, I was making those ten dollar mistakes, bro. Oh, this customer was upset cause I didn't make the shirt. Okay, let me spend ten dollars on a new shirt. You know? Imagine if I would have started with a bang, a full warehouse. Oh, this company they said I misspelled ten thousand shirts. Oh, bro, there goes ten thousand dollars. Same mistake, but different levels so that's what I mean I wish I could tell people start small but I deal with this all the time and I just keep my mouth shut a lot of youngsters bro they want to take over the world they want to go boom a hundred miles an hour they want to go into debt because they they know they know how it's gonna work you know and I can't bash them because I was like that when I first started when I, my eBay business took off bro, you couldn't tell me nothing I'm like I fucking know everything now and then they took it and I'm like I don't know shit you know, so it humbled me. Yeah. There's some people that got to get humbled, bro. And,
2: and so with that, uh, so pretty much you would say getting humble is what kind of brought your ego down. Definitely.
0: Yeah.
2: And I see a lot of people have that
0: ego yeah. and they haven't been humble, yeah. but I'm no one to humble them. Uh, hopefully life teaches them. But like, for example, a lot of people look at me and they're like, Reyes, you're the same person in camera and off camera. Reyes, you give that good customer service. You're always smiling. Yeah. I learned it the hard way. Because I used to walk in it'll be like, "I'm the shit mm-hmm. I know everything and another thing is, see, here's another here's one thing I picked up and I'm not trying to bash anybody you know one thing I picked up was the youngsters who force their advice on other people are the ones with the big eagles because mm-hmm. they think they know everything like right now I have this youngster and uh see it sucks because I don't want to bring it up but just to let people know, He's giving me advice, mm-hmm. even though I've been doing this for much longer. Yeah. You know, he goes, "Hey, you need to raise your prices. You need to change your packaging." And I'm like, "This guy!" And then I finally told him, "Hey, bro, how many clients do you got?" Mm-hmm. And I f- figured out I make more than him. Yeah. How could he be giving me advice mm-hmm. when I make more than him? But that's where my humbleness comes in. I'm like, "Hey, bro, thank you so much for advice. I'll take it into consideration." Because mm-hmm. here's the thing: one thing I learned the hard way when you try to humble somebody or correct them there's a big chance they're gonna get upset and now you just made an enemy and another thing i learned the hard way never burn bridges never close doors perfect example is we used to work together right i used to make content for you guys but then you guys wanted something and i'm like this is what i could offer and it could have ended bad i could say no you're wrong or no it's not gonna work but i'm like you know what that's what you want to do that's not what i'm good at but let's keep in touch if you guys need help let me know And look, now we're doing a podcast. You know what I mean? But just to show people I had to go through my own uh, evolution, be humbled, and just. And another thing is, now, besides my family, my business comes first. I've, it, it still hurts sometimes. But I've decided, and I'm practicing, not to take things personal you know, cause I get a couple of clients, you know, you get those clients, they're either picky, they're, they're having a bad day. So they want to take it out on you. I had this customer be like, Reyes, where's the video you're lagging it. And I'm like, Oh man, I'm so sorry. Let me double check. Oh, I sent it to you a week ago and you approved it and it's scheduled to go up tomorrow. He goes, Oh bro, I'm just having a bad day, man. I'm sorry, but thank you so much. You know, I had to learn how to handle those conversations. But another thing is, even though my business is first I've learned to get my personal time Sunday you hit me up Sunday that's my family day I'm not gonna respond back you call me a hundred times I'm not gonna answer till Monday after 5 p.m. I'm not gonna answer and and sometimes because I work with editors and even I edit and it takes a while I'm late sometimes I'll communicate that so sorry, I'll be late but I do not let a customer rush me you know because then it's gonna stress me out and I realized you also got to know in business what type of customers you want. I don't want a customer that's going to be on my ass doing this and that, you know? I want a chill customer. So, that's what I mainly focus on. But how about you guys? You guys ever have one of those customers when you're selling on Amazon and be like, "Hey, I thought it was going to be bigger." Mhm. How do you handle
2: that now we we, uh, we receive a large volume of orders, so uh we we do receive those customers and then when it comes to that it's like uh, am i gonna spend all this time all this energy all this stress to kind of like just focus on this one individual or is it just kind of like okay it is what it is let's 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 give them a refund and then just let it go and it's just like all that stress and time spans it's just you know just give them the 40 50 refund and then just move on because then the things that you move on it, it'll produce more and then instead of focusing on the other one so that's pretty much just how how we deal with them and so
0: see and that goes into how you deal with it you've learned how to deal and you're comfortable with that decision i'm the same way bro i'd rather give someone a feedback a refund and move forward than try to deal with them and spend the extra time and then that extra emotional investment into it you know
1: you know as a young entrepreneur when we were young and definitely that's something i believe that i was going to take over the world like you said
0: everybody me too bro. me too
1: definitely and it's just a, a part of business a part of journey you're gonna have some good days you're gonna have some good months you're gonna have some good years but then uh something's gonna happen that you're not used to or you don't have the knowledge to deal with it at that moment so you know like you're gonna get humbled per se uh, but definitely I think that's very good information, uh, but also moving forward. What are your plans
0: my social media company? This is Everything right now. This is my hundred percent focus on it So I'm focusing here in Los Angeles. I'm trying to build my clientele once I get that overflow strike start training a camera person and get them to Get more customers and once they, they are fully booked Harry and Eric Camera person, and then as you guys could tell, I'm not. I'm taking my time with it, mm-hmm. but I'm taking more st- strategic steps, okay. and only hire people if the business could afford it. Mm-hmm. So right now, if it can't afford it, I can't hire anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, so once that, and then ultimately, I would love to get an office here in L.A. and start offering photo shoots, podcasts, you know, more more things for entrepreneurs. Okay. But I'm taking my time, and I'm going step by step. Would you he move here? I thought about it, man. Well, I was supposed to, like, two, three years ago. Oh, okay. But it's just a different vibe. Move here permanently? No. Because we live in a small town. It's super quiet, affordable. Yes. Don't got to worry about strangers coming up. You know, you got, it's sketchy over here sometimes. And super expensive. And it takes me, like, 30, 40 minutes to go to a Walmart over there, super close. Move here? No, but either have a studio or an office where I could work here. Cause I'm here four or five times a week already building, focusing this, you know, so I wouldn't move here permanently, but I'll have a spot at least right now. I'm doing Airbnbs, and that's working for me.
2: Yeah. And then YLA out of all the places. I know you're repping it up, but YLA, I wanted to like, It's huge, it's huge. It's huge.
0: And I get a lot more customers. I've tried getting customers in LA, uh, Monterey, Sacramento, you know, Las Vegas, LA is the only business that's popping. That's another thing I learned, focus on what's working because look, I could be one week in LA and one week in Sacramento trying to get customers over there. And I have, and I wasn't getting enough customers to make sense because the two, three days I was over in Sacramento, I could spend here trying to get more clients here that want my service here. And another reason LA it's Hollywood, bro. Everybody wants to be famous. You know and that's why i'm here to help
1: you said you wanted to hire people yes do you think that's going to be a challenge because that's one thing we learned hiring people hiring the right people because you could hire either and it's just uh not to go into the the topic but i know you could hire experience or you could hire to train so
0: i've been hiring people that's one of the things i've been trying to do i've hired over two dozen people in the course of my entrepreneurship and um yeah no one thing that i feel works for me it's hiring people who are interested but don't want to do this their whole life and hardly any experience because i work with people with experience they think they know everything and they have their habits and we bump heads i had this one guy i trained uh, i hired him as an editor 12 year experience worked for news tv everything right he comes into the office and trust me and my editor are working off a macbook and we're getting the job done He walks in, he goes, hey, where's the monitors? I'm like, no, we have a MacBook. He goes, I can't work on that. I'm like, well, we make it work. Nah, so he went to go home, get his monitors, get a big set of things. And and then I'm like, okay, look, there's a timeframe we need the edits done. Don't do anything fancy. And he goes, but I could really color change this. I could really perfect the audio and this and that. And I'm like, okay, I understand. But because of our price point, we can't spend that extra time on it. And he goes, then you're not doing great quality work. But I told him that's not what we're focusing on right now. We're focusing on people who are starting out their YouTube journey. They're not super picky on quality. They just want something out there. And plus I'm charging like 30, 40 bucks per video, you know? So it's not a lot. Of course I got him better. I got him better. But, and then they got to a point where I'm like, Hey bro, I don't think this is the right fit for you. And he left mad bro. But, that's one thing I learned. I was actually training like two camera people two months ago, testing out the waters. And one thing I learned was that I was trying to train someone virtually. Like, Hey, here's the detailer. Here's the scripts. Here's the shots. But one thing I learned is they need a personality and they need to be able to guide the detailer. Cause one thing I do is I work with a lot of brand new people who've never been on camera. They need that extra patience and they need that guidance and I could provide that very well, now I know I need to train somebody. And another thing is, I trained two camera people a couple months ago on kind of like a side hustle status. Mm-hmm. i hit you up if I have something for you. Okay. I realize a lot of people don't want that. Yeah. They want that secure, even if it's part-time, like, hey, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, mm-hmm. from 8 to 12. They want that secure because they have other hustles, they have other jobs. Yeah. So, um. That's one thing I learned. So that's why I'm only gonna hire a camera guy. Once I have enough work for them That's the thing I learned and I'm still gonna learn a lot more things But I'm not gonna stop learning and I'm only gonna continue to grow So that's pretty much
1: it man. Have you ever thought of doing Fiverr or not? You want someone in house?
0: I have an editor from the Philippines right now. Yeah, so Fiverr does work but I also have an editor in America because that editor has access to all my clients and my own pages because she helps me post, I don't want to give somebody else that responsibility from another country because I don't know them, you know. So that's why I have the American editor helps me upload and finalize things, and I have editor from the Philippines who puts everything together for me, and it's way cheaper, you know. But uh, that's it. Yep, yep,
1: yep. Yeah, I think that was um, uh, it was inspirational because mm-hmm. I know like I do like uh, when it comes to I like hearing people's stories. I like mm-hmm. hearing where they come from, their their journey, you know, where where they're going. Um. And it's because, you know, we went through that. So, we you know, I like to see that. But, um, you know, thank you uh, so much, Reyes, for coming on. Uh, where can people find you?
0: Reyes the Entrepreneur, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. That's it right there, man. But I, I mainly respond on Instagram. Okay. So if anybody wants any services, hit me up on Instagram. And so then what,
2: what do you service particularly? Or is there you open to everything or just a few? So
0: I travel anywhere in California. I mainly focus in L.A. because that's where I get most clients. But I've gone to Sacramento all the way up. I've gone to San Diego. I'll go anywhere in California and people outside of California, I do offer virtual editing where I give them ideas. I send them scripts, they record themselves, and then we put it all together for them.
1: Is it any business or just specifically certain certain issues? It has to be a business.
0: You know, I don't do vlogs. I don't do prank videos. I don't do anything like that because with business. I know exactly. Well, cause I send them a script. They could use as a guideline. I don't know. No, I don't know. No makeup things or this and that. No music things. I really know entrepreneurship and I know what people are looking for on YouTube. So that's why I focus on entrepreneurship.
1: So that was another episode of driven. Uh, today we had, like I mentioned, a very special guest raised entrepreneur. Uh, if you guys like, you know, anything he said, you know, make sure to follow his journey like he's gonna come out with the, He's gonna take over the media space.
0: No, uh, see, see that's that mentality. I'll do what I can. I want to I want to but uh, I'm still growing man. I'm still growing and I'm taking my time
1: Yeah So definitely like if you're if you are interested in the media space or you want to grow a media company anything media related go ahead and uh, follow raise journey He's gonna, uh, you, you post regularly, no? On, on the, Instagram, yep. Yeah, on Instagram, so give him a follow and follow his journey.
0: Yeah, thank you, thank you. And I'm about to get back into posting on my YouTube channel, but I'm switching it where it's gonna be a family vlog. Okay. Yeah, because uh, my girl, husband, she's a Zumba instructor. Okay. And she's doing Walmart Sparks, I think. You guys heard about it? Walmart Sparks? Yeah, yeah. It's like DoorDash, but only for Walmart. Oh, okay. And then my daughter, she's A, she sells bracelets, she loves money. My boy, he's washing cars. You know, so yeah, we're
1: going to turn that into that.
0: So yeah, make sure to uh,
1: give him a follow, follow his journey. But yeah, pretty much with that being said, thank you guys for watching. This has been another episode of Driven and we'll see you on the next one.